You are listening to the Phoenix Podcast with UK life and wellbeing coach Zoe Thompson. Meaningful and light-hearted conversations packed with hints, tips and advice to help you live the life that you want with confidence. Like, subscribe, share and make sure you stay tuned to create the tomorrow you want while learning to love your today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fire Five at Phoenix. We are nearing the end of season one. Uh, We've been doing this for 12 months now, but we are definitely finishing on a high with the last couple of guests. Today I'm joined by James Perryman. James is going to introduce himself in just a moment. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Thank you for joining. Uh, This is Fire Five at Phoenix. Very simple concept. The guest comes in, new guest each week. They have five questions on the monthly topic. This month, the topic is our values and our purpose. We've had some amazing questions so far. No pressure, James. Uh, But we've had some great guests, some great questions. I haven't seen the questions before. So everything that you see, all of the conversation that follows today is all very unscripted, unprompted. And uh, yeah, very fresh, fresh out of the box for both of us. So that's enough from me, James. Introduce yourself, let us know who you are and tell us a little bit about your business as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Zoe. And good morning, everyone. And I've got to say, I love this concept. When Zoe said, you interview me, I was thinking, did I hear that right? Like, I ask you five questions, but I love it. I think it's really fresh and different. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, So I'm James. Um, My business is Momentous and I work with individuals and businesses to uh, to help them find their moment that's why it's called momentous it's about finding that moment and recognizing that it was us we did it together and for an individual um that could be about finding their their purpose find, understanding why they're here what what is it they're trying to achieve achieve in their career um generally the kind of people i work with are frustrated they're they've been trying hard schmoozing lots of people trying to progress themselves become super visible actually they're just nearing burnout and they're actually lost and frustrated I was there in my career 15-16 years ago so I get it I know how crap it feels but I know how different it feels when you do really understand why on earth you're on this planet and what you're here to do and really getting behind it and it's kind of the same for businesses you know businesses that have employees that work for them it's about engaging them bringing them behind a rallying cry of this is us, this is this is why we're in business, this is our why, and then everything else that follows in terms of, you know, what does that mean we do, How, what are our customers, how do we create fantastic customer experiences through engaged people, brilliant leaders, brilliant managers, and so it's that real mix that I work with. Um, and it's, yeah, anything from coaching, training, and a bit of consultancy, a bit of a mix really, Zoe. I love it. And with the topic of values and purpose, you seemed you were straight off the top of the list of somebody who would be a good person to have a conversation with because I know this is your bread and butter so to speak so thank you so much for your for your time and coming in I'm looking forward to the questions that you've got for me this morning and also the conversation that I that I know is going to follow so yeah of course I'm ready ready when you are right (laughs) question number one we'll keep it simple but but it's about you so how do you define purpose and values? I define them, interestingly, I'll share this with you. I I will often check the dictionary definitions and just to kind of refresh what, what it means 
in general, as well as what it what it means for me. And because I do have a tendency sometimes to get the meanings of words slightly off and <laughs> rattle away with a slightly different definition. So values and purpose for me, aside from the dictionary definition, it's just I think it's just that who you are, isn't it? It's your why. It's the things that are important to you. It's your principles, if you like, that you kind of live by. It's the things that define your ethics, your morals, your values, um, with the values in there. But And then your purpose is almost like the, the thing that lights your fire. That's, you know, you know, when you're coaching, you talk to people and they talk about one thing. And it's, you know, you can just tell in their facial expressions, in their body language, and then they'll start to talk about something else. And it is like this light goes on, isn't it? They're, they're, you see, they almost, they're lighter, aren't they? Their facial expressions yeah. change. They become much more animated. That for me, as, as, the, as a coach, is how you see that purpose start to come through. And really helping people to understand that is as is, is exciting as it is for a coach, as it is for the individual. So I think it is about, it's the why, isn't it? It's why people get excited about things. It's why people get up in the morning. It's why people feel very strongly about certain things. You know, it's, it's that sense of, it is that sense of the things that are important and the things and the ways and the principles and, and the beliefs, it's, it's all of that, what makes an individual an individual. It's all what goes into yeah. that melting pot of what makes us all unique and different because it's yeah. it's made up of those things. Does it, is that a, did that make any sense? Of, what would your, no, what would your definition be? I agree. So for me, purpose is, purpose is your why. It's why you do what you do. Um, I kind of look at it, I think, when I'm coaching with people and and you know they've not quite got there or they mm-hmm. you almost feel like they're telling you a purpose that feels like the purpose they should be telling you rather than the one they feel and truly believe in. Yes. And you're right, it's those, the, the, that moment the eyes light up and that light bulb is clicked and you get it. They understand their potential. They understand why they're here. And, and everything changes. Their body language changes. The emotion, the tone in their voice, it's yeah. suddenly it's like something you know, a Red Bull has been injected in and they're like they're ready to rock and roll. And and that's great. But for me, then the values bit is about so what does that look like to people? What it's almost your guiding principles, you use the word principles, mm-hmm. which I think is really good. You know, how do I know what your values are? And whether it's personal values or business values, you know, you should I should be able to tell. And I, I work with some businesses to help them define what their values are. And and it's all well and good saying we are we're trusted we are we're open with everyone. It's like okay, what does that look like? Yeah. So how would I know if I if I was a consumer of your business or I was in your business as an employee? How does that show up? How does that value show? And that ha- equally, what do those values look like when they're not being demonstrated? Because mm. so, you've got to know it. So then, whether you are you're in your career as a professional, you're a, you know you're self employed, you're an entrepreneur, you're you're an employee of a business, whatever it might be. Um, you know, how do I live those values going yeah. about doing what I want to do, my purpose? And and just listening to you and, and your explanation, and it, it may just made me think back to, you know, you, you've got a child as well, just thinking when they're young, they just say, why, why, why? When when you're trying to explain something and they're giving us a gift, it's just yeah. odd on me. Like, they're actually reminding us just, you know, they want to know, well, why, why? And as much as we go, right, stop asking why, it's actually a great question to ask. 
I think it's the one thing that adults need more of, that childlike curiosity of asking why, exploring why, being really open-minded into hearing what people have got to say. Children don't go in with their whys thinking that they know the answer. They go in with the whys because they genuinely want to understand and see why. They. It's Mm. not, oh, well, why? Because they think they already have the answer and they know better. Or that maybe that maybe that comes in a little bit in their teens, but there's there's yeah. that element isn't it of that that childlike curiosity of of asking why, and I think just picking up on what you said there, I think the the difference for purpose you talked about, you know, growing up and influences of other mm. people, but it's it's not your shoulds and coulds, it's your wants and your needs, it's the things mm. that you want based on your experiences on what's important to you not what was important to your parents not what was important to other influences or your friends or your kind of circle is what lights your fire and nobody else can do that for you only you only you get to choose what that is and I think some people know what it is and really hold back from lighting it because they're worried about what other people are going to think or what other people are going to do and I think that's I think that's the the value of coaching isn't it of being able to help people to find that confidence to step into that or for a business to have the confidence to align their business values and really step into that knowing that some people won't support that some people won't it won't be aligned for everybody but it will be aligned for the for the right people so yeah yeah, and it's being clear on you know, being clear on your purpose for you and not thinking, well, I'm, you know, I'm a coach and I help individuals who are trying to find their purpose ever. I want to be like John Smith over there because I see him mm-hmm. doing it and he does it really well or Sally Smith over there and she does it really well. You know, we can, one thing I, when I work with people who, because I work with coaches as well, that's the irony, you know, every coach should have a coach and I work with coaches and, yeah. um, and, and I help them think about what's their, what is it that they're bringing to people? and and how is it unique to them and, and i use an example when i try to explain it and i say i had people um kind of try to find balance in their life so i, I don't call myself a life coach i don't think you know I, i'm probably more on the business end of coaching than the life end of coaching but it's about trying to find that balance across everything because we're human beings trying to progress a career or a business spend time with family and friends eat healthily exercise follow religion if we're religious um whatever it might be there's always plates we're trying to spin my thing is to try and help people get the balance so they don't burn out they don't they don't start suffering from really serious mental health issues what i am not is someone that can deal with someone who is suffering from really bad mental health issues that's Mm -hmm. not my place and you know and so i think it's good to be really clear on what you are here for and what you're not here for yeah And, and where you say actually this is my swim lane and this is where I'm going to be brilliant as anything. Yeah. That's your swim lane. And as soon as my client isn't is out of mine, I'm going to make sure they go into yours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's it's really, you know, we as individuals in in from a work perspective have to be really clear and define who we are. And because it's a very individual, personal thing, isn't it? Whether we're talking whether your clients are talking about their business or, or life. It's a very personal conversation. And so finding that coach with values that are aligned or values that you respect and values that are you, you don't have to share values. I think that's always the misconception, 
isn't it? Is that for us to connect with people, we have to share the values. We don't have to share values. We it is helpful to understand why people hold those values, why it's important to them. But ultimately, we don't have to share them. We have to respect them. Mm. We're then respecting that individual. So I think it's really important to know them, to be able to define them for yourself, and be able to, you know, help other people see them as well. Because then, then that helps people to understand you. I think. Yeah, and question five, Zoe, will all be about <laughs> your values. You get ready for it. Uh, are you ready for question number two? Yes. Right. So where did you truly recognise your purpose, Zoe, and how did that come about? I think mine's evolved over over the years. I I think when I – I think the first time I was really given – was it first time – it's a good question. I think I've always kind of had, I think my, my values have always been been very similar. I think they might have evolved a little bit. They, I might use different words to explain them, but the core bit underneath is still very much the same. Um, I think from a purpose perspective, you know, we talk, we go straight to career, don't we? Whenever we talk about purpose, we always go straight to the job that we do. I think my purpose has not changed. I think, however, it wasn't until my redundancy and making decisions about business and work and what do I do next and you know looking at okay I'm at this kind of crossroads of where do I choose to go I think that was the first time I really sat down and thought okay this is now entirely my decision I'm not I'm not 17 18 looking to go into employment I am now at that crossroads where I get to choose what do I do next? And mm. yes, there are bills to pay. And yes, I have responsibilities as a parent. But ultimately, the decision is is now mine. And so I think at that point, you know, with that life experience and, and being in that position, that was probably the first time I have knowingly sat down and thought, right, what's important to me? Where do I want to spend my time? What lights my fire? What do I get excited about? What do I want to do? That's when it came into play. So that would that was what the age of 37, 38. So it's just taken a long time. I, <laughs> just merely yesterday. So I think that's the I think that's the first time I've knowingly sat down and consciously thought about what am I here for? I am, you know, I'm now it's it's not a midway but in terms of like actually having that freedom to sit down and think okay what's important to me what do I want to do how Mm -hmm. can I make you know the things that are important to me the things that I want to have in life into a business or into uh you know into a career or into the thing you know what I do on a daily daily basis and whether that is through work or whether that is through personal choices that I think that was probably it might not have been the first time I've done it, but it's the first time I've consciously <clears throat> done it and reflected on it. Yeah. And it's funny you say I just hearing you saying like what the point in life where you had that clarity. And actually mine's exactly the same. So even though I think many years before, um, my purpose was clear through a, on a leadership development program and and it was all about you as a as a leader and an individual. And the process was to get some feedback from different about I don't know, 12, 15 people personally and professionally 
with, with some very good open questions and they facilitated it. You didn't see the feedback until they presented it at the course. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those courses that, you know, touches your soul and and just, you know, is, is real time. And the feedback was really clear. And we, you know, we worked with it through to the point of getting a purpose on one sentence. And for me, it was about helping people understand their true potential. It wasn't necessarily about seeing them achieve something and getting to a certain point. It was just about getting to that moment where their eyes light up and they get what they're capable of. That for me is yeah. our thing. And, and I've got this very vivid moment. Um, it's when I was working for O2 or Telefonica, the kind of the Spanish company that owned O2. And I was sitting in, in well, what was the call centre in um, near Runcorn, near Liverpool. And I was in the workout area. I was working in the talent management team at the time. And it was an opportunity to, to really show myself. And the, the lady that ran the team said, well, I'll tell you what, we've got next year's European talent programme, which we need to shape and define. You know, all, it, the, all I'm going to tell you is we're going to have people from across Europe coming together and we've got a year to do something with them. So I'll tell you what, if you think, you know, you, you want to show yourself, you design a programme for next year. And I remember sitting with like 83 bits of paper stuck together on this desk and just thinking, right, what do I know? You know, what is in this head of mine? Courses theory that I know, qualifications I've got, except and just threw it all onto this paper, started jumbling it around, and out came what I thought, you know, felt like a really good program and which materialized in the next year. But that moment of seeing it on paper and just going, this is what I'm here for. You know, this is about program to help people understand their true potential and and arming them to go away and do something with it. And it was it was a beautiful moment because it was I was living my purpose and you know I, that's why I just wish everyone had that everyone had that opportunity just to know their purpose and to experience their purpose yeah I think that's I mean I think one of the one of the activities that I enjoy doing with people is when especially for from a career perspective when they're at that crossroads so they have an opportunity to change careers or they're looking to change careers of going back and having those conversations with them and asking to them them to reflect on all of the jobs that they've had and every job that they've had, what did they enjoy most about each particular job? And then starting to look at where those themes are. Mm -hmm. And that is quite often, in my experience, a good way of helping people to, to look at what they want next. So look back at all of the things that you've done, not just the things that you have been good at, but the things that you've really enjoyed, the things that you've volunteered for, the things that you have you know, asked to do in those jobs or, or the things that have been most enjoyable in those jobs for you and start to look at what the common, you know, if you peel back the layers and start to look at what the common themes are to, to help them to dis, to look at what ingredients are needed mm. next. And so it's not necessarily a job title or an area of business. It's no. looking at the tasks and activities that you're going to be doing on a daily basis that give you the most fulfillment and are most enjoyable. And quite often when you look at what the common themes are, that is quite often when you then look at purpose is, is quite often what comes into it. And I know for me in, in all of the jobs I've done, even though I spent most of the time with the same organisation, mm. I did lots of different roles in that organisation and when I look at the things that I enjoyed most in all of those jobs, it's exactly the same as what I'm doing now in coaching. It's just now I get to pick and choose a lot more yeah. and be able to kind of just take the cream off the top and, and work with that. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely threads in there. Yeah, it's like we've lived the same life. It's like because I did the same thing. I worked for O2 for the best part of 15 years, but did lots of different yeah. jobs. Yeah. Um, 
but you're right it is it's about that environment what what environment do i need around me and it's not just physical environment it's who do i need around me mm. where do i work best? how do i work best i'm doing what is it about being analytical being creative being a leader being left on my own just to get on with something and come out with the yeah. finished task and if i'm not in a role that lets me do that i'm yeah. not going to be very happy and hence that's why i want to very true right question number three um can you think of an example where you've uh, you've really resonated with a business's purpose now this could be as a as a consumer of the business or maybe <laughs> collaborate with them possibly but you've really resonated with their purpose but not with their values or what you perceive to be their values which is kind of me saying which is more important to you purpose or values if you had to make a choice there isn't a business that springs to mind what's more important purpose or values that's a really good question <laughs> can you hear the cogs turning <laughs> i can because you want to say they're both but I've you, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what is more important. What drive does one drive the other? Do values do values drive purpose? Or do pur does purpose drive values? That's it, a chicken and egg, isn't it? It is. It is. I think my thoughts are I mean, they are two different things. So, you know, we, we can have a really good purpose. Um, you know, we talked around purpose, you know, helping people, yeah. helping people transition career, seeing people grow, you know, that's that's what we're here for. It doesn't talk about how we do it, the tools we yeah. use, whether we do it face-to-face, -face, remote, mm -hmm. you know, how much we charge, anything like that. If we think back to Simon Sinek's kind of circle, the wire model, you know, it's yeah. just this is what we do in the middle of it. But if I went about doing my job, um, you know, communicating really badly, not, you know, not creating trust. So I go about talking about my clients to other people and, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just abrupt and um, I don't, I don't provide a great experience for them. I'm not living yeah. the right value, even though my purpose is strong. Yes. I, and I, yeah, I, as you talk that through, I, you know, you, you, we, we tend to connect most definitely with people who are in a similar business. So yeah. I, I know that, you know, there will be people in this industry that they, the, the purpose is probably shared with mine, but the values are not. Yeah. Probably best left there. <laughs> <laughs> I end up talking myself into trouble, but very much um, <clears throat> about, and actually I have, there's, there's decisions, you know, now I'm, it, yeah, I am thinking of examples now where in and I guess that's the, the, the advantage of being self-employed is you get to make those decisions, don't you? When something isn't in alignment, you get to mm -hmm. make that decision. Do I step away? And I think the first couple of years, that was probably a really big learning curve for me because in employment, you don't get to make that decision. You, no. You're in that role. You get delegated tasks, activities. And they're not always in alignment, but that's what you're that's what you're there to do. And I think that was probably the biggest learning curve for me in business was I get to choose who I work with. I get to explore who's out there, who's doing what and how how are they doing it and why are they doing it? And there have been times where I have stepped away, disconnected from organizations, businesses, because the values aren't aligned. Um, I, I, I mean, the the one that comes to mind was 
was it? It was really uncomfortable. Just the way the it, it wasn't individuals. It was the the, org, the organization at the top level. Um, the way they behaved, some of the things that mm. were said were the way that they responded to. Um, so if you think like top, so top level CEO. Um, so they had representatives nationally, and there was some behaviour at ground level that I wasn't comfortable with. When it was raised, uh, you know, to CEO level, their response for me was like, "I'm out. I I don't want to be. I don't want to be grouped in." with this organization I don't want people to see that I'm connected with this organization because the way they are managing this accepting that individuals are individuals but the way they represented themselves as an organization was a big no for me and even though me stepping away had potentially lost me connections and business I couldn't do it I was so uncomfortable but mm. by the way were responding to things and things that were being said and the way that they were behaving so I'm, I'm out yeah. and that was probably the first time in business there's been other occasions since but I think that was the first time in business that I thought okay this is on me there's no mm. kind of I can't go to a supervisor and go I'm not very comfortable with this but you know this is what I want to do what do you think there wasn't anybody to bounce it around with it was a case of this this is on you now this is for you to make that decision as an individual and as a business to step away um but it's also very empowering isn't it of saying actually this is not this is not who I want to be associated with I'm I'm off and being able to take action straight away rather than having to work with it it was quite empowering whereas I think in employment it's more difficult to do that yeah. So yeah, there. Yeah, uh, it didn't come to mind straight away, but yeah, there have been mm. there have been examples, and so values over purpose. Yeah, cool. You got um, me there again. I was going to give an example, but I realise it's far too linked to the fourth question, which we're kind of touching towards. So I'm just going. I'm going to hold on that. But the interesting thing is, I've had an example quite recently of kind of collaborating with a, an organisation, and their values are really strong in terms of openness transparency as someone that's gone in to provide training through them to their audience they you know that it's just it's a great environment to work in yeah. um i just don't get their purpose and I, and I don't think i have really from day one it's i kind of get it but it just wasn't communicated really succinctly and yeah. it, it just feels a bit loose and what that meant is it didn't get me i wasn't invested emotionally enough in that as much as I could have been if the purpose was yeah. strong. So the values meant, do you know what, I want to work with you because I, I like, you know, who you are as an organisation. Yeah. But it just meant that when it came to, you know, managing my time and priorities, it went down a bit because I thought, I don't, I don't I'm not clear on why I'm doing this actually for you. Even though yeah. I want to, I'm not clear on no. why compared to someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just really interesting is how it comes up in so many different ways, mm. but it's, the golden thread isn't it into what we do and why we yeah. do it yeah and how we do it yeah yeah so the fourth question then, and we've we've kind of gone towards this but I think it'd be good to carry that conversation mm-hmm. on is is what advice would you give to people and, and it's probably advice you do give to clients who are working in an organization where that organization doesn't share um or provide the right environment for them 
to shine, but more importantly for them, you know, that organization isn't aligned to their own values. Yeah. And it does come up, it comes up mm. a lot. Mm. It does come up a lot. And I, I think it's coming up more because I think people are more aware. And I think how businesses are running, especially in the last 18 months, I think the values of a business, the values of an organization, as well as the purpose of the organization, people are choosing more, more ethically. I think people are being more um, conscious of where they're spending their money and where they're giving their time or where they want to be employed. I'm hearing a lot more people talking about the ethics of organizations when you know when they're looking at roles they're not just looking at a salary or a location right. they're looking at what the company stands for i think people are much more open and aware of that and i think how businesses are treating their staff is much more out there isn't it social media and all the rest of it but i think how different companies have treated their staff over the last 18 months has been very interesting to watch mm. and i think now as we transition back into that hybrid of working how businesses managers are treating their staff is also um very telling but i'm not i think the, the first advice is to look at what your to know what your values are to understand what's out of alignment because otherwise if you don't know what that is you you could very easily step into something that's very similar that doesn't resolve what's out of alignment so you have to know what's important and what's out of alignment so that you can then decide what you do want, what is important before you make that step. Um, I think once you know that, it's looking at where, what are you, if you like the company and it's the role that you're in, what are your options within the company? And start to have that conversation with people who might be able to influence that. And I've, um, I'm working with somebody at the moment, we've been, been working together a little while, but when we did some work on values and purpose for her, she said, well, this is why I hate my job so much. It was like that light bulb moment of this is why I am not enjoying the job that I do, even though I love the the work in, in general, I'm not enjoying the tasks that I'm doing. She had a conversation with her manager. There was a secondment opportunity that she hadn't been aware of. She moved into a different department and all of a sudden, everything just connected for her. Mm. All the things that she wasn't enjoying doing, she moved into this department where it ticked all of the boxes for her. And now, she, well, she's since been promoted. So it's all kind of just shifted. So I, I think that's the first The first question is know what, know what it is that is out of alignment. Know what it is that you do want. And then start to look at what conversations can you have where you are to see whether or not anything can be moved around to make a difference and to put things into alignment for you. And if not, then you can then start to look elsewhere. I mean, there's life is full of lots of choices, isn't it? It's but you have to know what you are looking to choose from. You have to know what it is that you want. Otherwise you're just leaping from one from one space into another and potentially likely to repeat the same thing. So you have to be really clear on what's not in alignment. What do you need to make things align for you? Yeah, hundred percent. You've, you've got to know you and then you've got to then, then you look out to say, right. So if I'm not happy, is it the team I'm in and the team don't represent the right place? Is it the team's yeah. the right place, but the manager is 
the problem or maybe their manager uh, is it the department or actually is it the business um and is it because i worked for i worked for a, a big national company uh doing a contract for them from the end of last year through to early this year and it was due to be um kind of about five six months long as a, as a project to look at high performance culture and help them create a high performance culture and so obviously i was in the hr area and um and I very quickly realized that on the outside as a consumer brand, they're brilliant. You know, everyone loves them. They're awesome. On the inside, completely different story. And you know, and and how I knew that it wasn't right was the was the way it was impacting my behavior. Yes. Not only work, you know, being professional in work, but actually step away from work, shut the laptop down. I was realized I was behaving in a way that wasn't wasn't me. And it actually mm-hmm. wasn't conducive for me. And realize actually it's it's not so much it, it's a the team's good um but it's probably somewhere around the leadership in there and the culture that's being created and and it was very clear that i had to really think step back and think right do i want to carry on with this for a few more months what position do i put my mind in how do i almost trick my mind into saying you can you can deal with this for another three months or two months but it wasn't. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. As you know, as much as we can re- rewire ourselves and create new neural pathways and so on, if it's just not true to your values and it's not true to who you are, it will show itself. It will find the cracks and it will seep in. And and in the end, I, I ended up similar as you said. I left early. I just got to a point. I said, I can't do this. This is not me. I'm not going to perform at my best here. It's not good for you. It's not good for me. And so I had a, a not very honest conversation with the person I was working into. And and it was fine. He said, "Okay, no problem." He just joined in the January, um, and so I think thought I was probably you know James isn't the right person for the job. Fine, we got it wrong. He left three weeks after me, as did about four or five other people from that department. Wow! And and I'd spoken to more, and they all said we needed to get out. It's yeah. just not the right. And and that's what you could know, people. You know, my advice to people is everything you said is look at who you are, know what you want look at what's around and where the right place might be. And if it's not, then, you know, be brave to walk away because yeah. it will be the right place out there. But it's, you know, and, and not just brazenly walking away and saying, I've resigned and then think, oh, crap, how am I going to pay the bills tomorrow? But, you know, you've got to have a plan. But, yeah. you know, be brave. Be brave to do it. Yeah, and it is it's being true to who being true to who you are, isn't it? But I think what you said there about not you know be who you start to become in that environment or you know in in that situation um you know you're not going to shine in that environment you, no. you're you know it's not just about doing yourself a disservice it's doing the organization a disservice as well because it's a complete mismatch so yeah. it's you know, it's about doing what's right for for you and the people around you now and nobody wants to think that they're the toxic person in the room yeah we probably all have been at that point because we're not in a place that works for us and it, mm. it creates in us that behavior and that attitude and that that can very easily kind of spread within the room you know and I think nobody wants to think that they're the toxic person so sometimes it is about stepping in and saying okay this is not this is not good for me and I recognize that actually me being here is probably not good for the people around me either and it's not going to be good for the company because I'm not going to perform at my best you know where where am I better where can I be better where will I be better and making making that 
decision and making that step towards that change. And that's not a comfortable place. It's not no, it's not a comfortable no. internal conversation and it's not going to be a, a comfortable conversation with other people either. But ultimately, you're taking the steps into the place where you will be at your best and, and you will <clears throat> you will be much more comfortable and happier and fulfilled and all of those things that are, are really important. But it is really important to know when this isn't working. So I need to do something different. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Definitely. So this is based on the exercise that I do with um, with some clients to help them become more self-aware of of their values and what's important to them. And typically okay. it's on, it's a questionnaire and they've got to answer a question that basically says, are you more like this or that type question? So I'll give you two examples. I could say, are you more like a Zoe or a James? And you just have to go, right, Zoe. Okay. And the value is then afterwards is when they reflect on it with someone in pairs or with, with me. Um, so I say pairs if I'm doing it in kind of a training session or with me as a yeah. coach is to then say, well, why did you choose Zoe? What is it about Zoe that is why you resonate more? So I'm going to fire, I don't know, seven or eight at you, and you've just sure. got to answer immediately, and then we can we can kind of say, why is that? To try okay. and bring to life some of those values. Are you ready? Go for it. Right. Are you more like a hotel or a motel, and why? Ooh, ooh uh, hotel or a motel? I've only ever been in a motel once. Um, hotel. Because uh, because of so the first thing that came to my mind was customer service. So with a motel, it's kind of that get your key, check in. There's no real kind of contact. It's that ticks the box. You need a room, ticks the box. Hotels more about the experience, <clears throat> customer yep. service. Yep, love that. Right. Are you more like the morning or the evening? Uh, Ooh. morning because it's I don't know I don't know why I said morning the I'm morning, morning. Because it's it's kind of that new start it's that uh, I guess with the morning it's like that this is a new it's that new day it's that new opportunity it's coffee <laughs> <laughs> quiet. <laughs> I, I'm not quiet so I don't know I'm not I'm not like that so uh it's re for me the morning is very reflective it's it's yeah. really it's really quiet here in the morning and I sit in bed with my coffee in complete quiet it's my thinking time it's my reflective mm. time um nice. whereas the evening is more kind of wind down so I think the the morning is the start the evening is finished i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this i'm really interested. <laughs> very interested to what you get from this i'm yeah let's go with morning that was my yeah. that was my gut response it's, it's it's the value you know what it's it is the exploring it's a conversation it creates you know yeah. why people choose what they choose i choose morning because it is about <laughs> it's about that that you're awake you're alive you're what am i doing today what am i what yeah. am i achieving what am i going to learn today and it's you know yeah. it's that's what i'm about um, right, are you more like a shark or a sardine? A shark or a sardine? Sardine. Oh God, no! Sardines are trapped in a tin. <laughs> a shark. Shark. I think there's a saying that um, I forget what it's something like. Um, <laughs> be like a shark. They just swim around, reminding everyone that they're a shark. 
something like that. I love that. Um, I, I yeah. shark, shark to me is that kind of freedom, isn't it? Because you're you're more. Oh, this is this sounds this sounds more violent than I mean it to be. But with the shark, you're more of a threat yeah. to others rather than there's less threat to you. You're more of the threat to others. But there's mm-hmm. that. It's just very. When you see pictures of shark, there's not many things around them, as they're quite often in a really vast open space. Mm, mm. I know sardines obviously come from the sea, but I only picture sardines squished in a tin. So I don't want to be a sardine. I want to be a a free shark. Perfect. Yeah. And that's that's what I love is it's about a shark being free with the space to roam around and be with yourself and your thoughts. Some people would say shark, what, with the big teeth and go around eating things. But it, it is what it means to you. Um, are you more like a shoe or a sock? Uh, sh- oh, a shoe or a sock? A shoe and a sneaker shoe, not a heel difficult to walk in shoe. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a, a yeah, Jordan sneaker comfortable shoe. Okay. Socks, are you... socks always get lost and have holes in. They do, yeah, and they, they end up being paired up with wrong socks. Um, yeah. Are you more like a window or a door? Oh, my head went to a really deep, meaningful thing mm-hmm. there. Um, a window or a door? I think I'm more of a window. Why is that? Because... <laughs> because I think I I think I let okay this is a really honest really honest personal answer here I think with a window you people see in but they don't necessarily have access with a door it's about access and mm. I'm I am very very particular who I open the door to but I'm quite happy to let people look through the window. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. That's good. Oh, I don't know where that went. Okay. <laughs> you see the power of these questions, though. They're like yes. just what they what they. Yeah. Uh, last four, then. Right, tree or a bush? Tree. Growth, roots, blossom, and I'm looking at one out the window. Perfect. A mountain or a valley? Um, ooh. mountain. There's something. It's the 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 climb up, isn't it? The journey, the journey up to the top and the views. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I I choose mountain, but because you get to see everything, you've got the whole picture. Yes. So you're seeing everything that's around. It's almost back to that conversation around your environment and what you need around you. You see yeah. it all from the mountain. I think also with mountain, it's it's not something that view from the top is not something that everybody has a lot. It's that pe- the people who get to see the view from the top have worked hard yeah. to get to the top to be able to see that in the way that they see it. Love Whereas that. if you don't if you don't keep pushing through, you don't get to see that view at the top. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Mountain. Okay, are you more like steel or gold? Um, steel's probably more practical, isn't it? 
but gold is more uh what's the word is less accessible yeah yeah Ooh. steel more practical okay and last one are you more like the lift or the stairs The stairs, and I think anybody that tells me, anybody that knows me would say, yeah, she'd always take the more difficult <laughs> difficult. <laughs> <routes>. <laughs> oh, my goodness, these are so telling. <laughs> yeah. I feel very exposed at the moment. Yeah, the stairs, because, yeah, why take the easy route? Agree. And, and I, I think it's bad. anything inside a lift. Yeah, and it's back to your, the, the analogy you gave about the mountain. Even though I don't see the analogy for mountain personally, for me it's about yeah. the result. For me, yeah. the stairs is about the journey. If you're going to get to floor one, two, three, four, you've earned it by walking the stairs. Lift yeah. seems easy option. I want to earn yeah. it. And there's there's no that you don't see anything in the lift. It's it's a very enclosed space. There's no windows. You don't get to see the journey up. You just arrive at the destination. And for me, it's about the experience of the journey. Zoe, that was your five questions. You've been an awesome host. Uh, what did you get from what did you get from those though? What did you what get, did from, I get from those questions? questions? I got that you are. There's there is there is depth to you that I think uh you know we've obviously met a few times. And mm. That's that's really given me even more um <laughs> sight into you through the window. Mm. Um and but yeah. then you also you're you you're really honest you know if I think about how you're going to be with your clients you're the coach but I you know you're probably like me and as much as you will um you will share your experiences your lived experiences your what it meant to you you know beforehand during after to help bring it to life to people and it's you know whilst it's not so much about it being cathartic I think in sharing it's actually to help people understand that there is there is a good outcome on the other side. You've got to go through something to get there. And actually, we've been through it. And we're not just reading it out of text, but we've been through it. We get it. We understand it is difficult. Yeah. It hurts sometimes, but there is reward at the other end. I think, yeah, that's really interesting. And, I, it, you know, I know that we've, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, when, when we've had these conversations, you know, and, and I, you know, it's it's knowing when to share and when not to share from from you know from my point of view co coaching is not about me and my experiences it's about you know the the person that you're working with and their experiences but i think sometimes before you connect with a coach or you're connecting i think knowing your coach's experiences or knowing some of the things that they've the journey that they've taken mm -hmm. can help with that you know for it to resonate with people or to help with that connection so I think there's very much a time and a place to do that. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes it can be really helpful for people to know that you you get it in a way that other people might not. And I think the experience plus the textbook is is a, a great combination. So yeah, it's really intriguing. I, I'm, I was generally like, whoa, where did, where did that come from <laughs> when I was answering the question? And also very aware that... Um, the words were leaving my mouth before I really had time to think them through, which is interesting. Thank you. Pleasure. Well, I can, um, if you want to share it with with kind of your audience as well, I can send you the the full yeah. document. Yeah, yeah that would that. be 
that's definitely something that um that I would love to be able to use with people so yeah that was that was really really interesting exercise actually so and it's gone out live now so there's no can't call anything back so that yeah that's really interesting thank you so much for your time okay. really really interesting thank question you for um, what what a great start to the week. Um, thank you for thank you again for coming in. Thank you to people who are watching and have watched live. Thank you if you're watching back. If you've got any questions for myself or James, feel free to put them in, in the comments. Um, we'll keep an eye on them. I will keep an eye on them and make sure they're responded to. And if I can't answer them, I will make sure James sees them to answer. For, for anything that he has talked about. We'll also put um, the link details in for James and his company. So that if you want to find out more, visit his website, then you can do. Um, but thank you so much. I've re I really enjoyed, I love these. I love doing these. I need to, um, I've really enjoyed the season and hopefully people watching and listening back have enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed these conversations. But James, thank you so much for your you. time. Um, and we will see you all again very soon. Brilliant. Take care, Zoe. Wait a minute. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.